0: And I'm The Relationship Guy, and welcome to the show. This show is where we discuss all things relationships, a mixture of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships in their lives. Today, I'm going to be talking about something which I find fascinating. I talk about it a lot in my other social media type things, blogs and stuff. Um, Because it is so significant when it comes to your ability to be able to not only live uh, healthy, uh, intimate relationships, but it impacts on your life in so many other ways. If it's not understood and addressed, it can stop you from finding the right type of relationship. It will keep you stuck in the wrong types of relationships. It can make you self-sabotage other areas of your life because you don't understand how it is stopping you from living the life that you want. It impacts on your self-confidence, your self-worth and your self-belief. But mostly it drives the types of people that you attract into your life and the people that are attracted to you. It keeps you going around in circles repeating relationship patterns, and enables you to manifest difficult relationships over and over again. And what we're going to talk about today is your attachment style. Now, in a nutshell, uh, attachment, your attachment style develops in your early childhood, and then is reinforced throughout your life, depending on the attachment style that you have taken on as a child and then your subsequent relationships as you move through your life. It's been in the sort of public domain since about the 1950s uh, and over the years it's been built upon and understood at a greater detail and greater depth. Um, When we talk about attachment there are two types in general and that would be secure and insecure. Secure attachment is generally found to be in somebody that would have experienced a lot of love, affection, acceptance, encouragement and support and learnt that when things weren't too great when they were kids that it was going to be okay so that they were soothed and they were put at rest in their mind and in their emotions so that they didn't have to struggle too much in their childhood. An insecure attachment, however, comes from uh, the other side of things. So if you didn't perceive too much of the positive stuff, perhaps you were neglected, uh, abandoned, you were abused in some way, Um, you didn't feel loved, you didn't feel worthy, you didn't feel cared about, your needs weren't met. And then when times became difficult your primary caregivers, they weren't able to be with you in the space that you needed them to be in, in order for you to feel okay, to feel soothed, and to manage your emotions in a healthy way. There are three types of attachment in the insecure category. And they kind of have different um, levels of severity. And they also, unfortunately, go together quite well in some cases which means that if you have an insecure attachment you're likely to be attracted to someone that also has an insecure attachment Um, secure people are quite uh, rarely going to go with uh, a look for a relationship with somebody that's insecure Um, it's not saying that they don't but they will also won't stay in that relationship for very long if it's too difficult because they're used to the healthy type relationship, because generally they've grown up with a a positive sense of self-worth and self-confidence. They don't entertain an insecure attachment if it causes them too many problems. Um, It's very helpful for someone with an insecure attachment to be with someone with a secure attachment because it will help them to see that things don't have to be completely out of their control They don't have to kind of lose sense of self. They don't have to be emotionally overwhelmed because the person that has the secure attachment will show them that things can be okay and will maybe be able to point out the fact that they might be struggling in areas where they don't need to struggle with this person. But as I said, um, people with insecure attachments have a tendency to choose people with insecure attachments. The first type I'm going to talk about is, is an anxious attachment. An anxious person is someone that you might describe now as needy or clingy, who likes a bit of drama and chaos in their life. Uh, They find their emotions very difficult to manage. And when they feel emotionally insecure, they start to create this anxiety within themselves, which then manifests in many different ways. They, as children, were very likely to be the ones that would scream, shout, uh, cling to their parents, want their parents' attention a lot of the time, um, would find it very difficult to get their needs soothed. So they would um, react in a very anxious and over-the-top type of way in order to try and gain something from the person that they were with, to help them to soothe themselves and therefore as adults they find it very difficult to soothe themselves because they didn't really know how to as children. There is an avoidant type of attachment and this falls into two categories. There is the avoidant type of person who desperately really wants love and connection and affection, wants to be in a relationship with somebody because It's part of what they really need. They never really had those experiences when they were younger, um, and so they still crave to be with somebody. They still want to have that love and affection. Uh, So, yeah, so there's the other avoidant type of person is somebody who is so fearful of being in a relationship that they just avoid them altogether. Uh, So they might uh, have lots of casual relationships they might flip from one relationship to the next. They don't last very long because they're not really interested in the deeper emotional intimacy, because they learn as children that affection was temporary, that they never got there, really got the emotional needs met. So, although in some cases they really wanted to be loved and they really wanted to be cared about, which every child does and every child needs, um. They've either shut down completely from their feelings so that they just don't entertain them at all. Or as I said, they like to, they really want to be loved. They want to be involved in a relationship. But when they do connect at a certain level, their fears start to kick in and they start to back away. So maybe you've met someone before and you've been on maybe a few dates with them and they've been full on for for a, a month or so, maybe a few months and all of a sudden, they start to shut down. They start to retreat away from you, um, ghost you, as they now call it. And you don't really understand why. Well, that would be someone with an avoidant type of uh, attachment who actually really does want to be in a relationship but doesn't really know how to handle that. And, th- and that was me. Um During my childhood, I learned that relationships were quite painful that I never got my needs met that I was ignored a lot of the time that my parents really didn't have the time for me because of their own situation there and the things that were going on in their lives and what I decided to do in the wisdom of my mind was to shut down from feeling so I would go withdraw myself from the situation and even run away from home at times but most of the time, I would sort of disappear into my bedroom and play with my toys to be by myself, because I didn't know how to handle or cope with the fact that I wasn't having my needs met. Uh, so as I got older, I would then look for connection, I'd look for a relationship, and I'd want to be with somebody. And at the beginning of the relationship, I was head you know, head first into it. Um, nothing would sort of get in the way of it. It was kind of my primary focus, the... Uh, It was the only thing I was really attending to. And when it reached a certain point of commitment, a certain point of connection where my brain started to feel uncomfortable, then I would back off. Now, the people that I would generally then attract or I was attracted to would be anxious type people. An anxious type person um, wants the love and wants the affection, but they're quite guarded at the start. And they need to kind of feel like they can trust somebody. And then with an avoidant person that gives them lots of love and affection, they feel quite safe. And they might call that love bombing nowadays um, because you generally will be the focus of their attention. And then once you start to get involved with this person, when their avoidant attachment kicks in, they'll start to back away. Now, that's what you got used to as a kid. You got used to someone not being able to be there for you, not being able to soothe you, not being able to manage your emotions. And then what happens is that your anxious type attachment will kick in and you'll start to chase that person. You'll just want to know why they don't want to talk to you. You're going to want to talk to them all the time. You're going to to be with them all the time because what they're doing is they're creating a space for you where you feel uncomfortable. And then your reaction to that is to have anxiety Um, desperation you become very needy clingy want to know where they are what they're doing Um, and that might not necessarily be with an avoidant person that might just be something that gets triggered for you anyway when you start to have feelings for somebody as soon as you start to care that's when your brain starts to manifest the difficult attachment inside of you, so therefore you might be, just become clingy and needy and, and anxious regardless of the behaviour of the other person because it's all about what's going on inside of you. The third type of attachment style is called a disorganised. It's a mixture of the anxious and the avoidant. This is the least common because it generally is triggered by something very severe in childhood Um, such as a a very traumatic emotional event or series of events such as uh, a physical sexual abuse um, or you might have witnessed um, abuse being given by one of your primary caregivers towards somebody else So you might have seen a sibling abused or or your your mum or your dad abused by the other person Um, And therefore, the person that you really want to love you and care about you, who you see as this figure of safety and security is actually breaking that in your mind because you see them as someone who's abusive, who can be violent um, and who you can't feel safe with you're then in a very complicated situation within your own mind because you want to see this person as someone who loves and cares for you and who you want and love and care for in return. And as I said, provides you with that sense of emotional safety and security. But you can't trust that because you can see that they're unable to provide that for you. So you become quite scared of the intimacy, you become scared of the connection. And it's been a very, very confusing space. You reach out for love, but actually you need to reject it at the same time, uh, because it's a very unsafe and uncertain space. As I said, that's the kind of the rarest of the three. Um, and out of the general population, you're looking at around about forty percent of people that have an insecure attachment. Um, that is worldwide, roughly. 40 percent no matter where you're from what your cultural ethnic background might be where you you know where you're from in the world it's all the studies that have been carried out show there's around about 40 percent of people that actually have an insecure attachment so if that's you know you're not alone but also know that they actually are people that you're probably attracting into your life are likely to have an insecure attachment at the same time because we've learned to do relationships in this way, then when you're looking for a partner subconsciously, you're looking for a fulfillment of your attachment style. So if you know that relationships are unreliable, that you can't have your emotional needs met, and that your normal way of dealing with that type of thing is to run away, then you're subconsciously looking for relationships that fulfill that criteria. So every relationship you'll get into is likely to be with somebody that's got uh, an insecure attachment, although you may find that when you are with people that have secure attachments, you don't really know what to do because they're not fulfilling this idea of rejection and abandonment and difficulty. Um, They don't react in a certain way when... Uh, you need love and affection. So you as an avoidant person, if you are going to be with someone that is secure, um, they're not going to fit your criteria and you're not going to really know how to handle them. So then you're going to try and create ways of um, making sure that you can then avoid the deeper connection. So you'll create problems. And generally with someone with, an, with a secure attachment, as I said earlier, and they're just going to walk away. Um, they're going to try and be there f- maybe if they like you enough for a certain amount of time. Um, but eventually they're just going to go, this is this is too much for me and they're going to leave. Whereas if you are with someone with an anxious attachment, you're going actually going to be quite um, comfortable with it to a, a certain degree. Because actually because what you're looking for, if you're in that first category of avoiding, you're looking to be loved, you are looking for someone to be close to. And with someone with an anxious attachment, they're going to want to be close to you as well because you're going to create a, a, an environment for them where it's very safe for them to start to get close to you and then they're going to give you this affection that you really want and then you're going to get a bit scared and you're going to run away. Uh, and as I said, with the anxious per- anxious type person, when they do um, have a, a relationship, again, with someone who's secure, they are not really going to know how to handle it. This person is not triggering anything inside of them, um, so what they have a tendency to do is create their own chaos at that point. So if they're used to something chaotic in relationships where they get anxious and needy and clingy, they're gonna they're gonna create that for themselves because of what's going on inside of them. Uh, whereas someone who is just not really interested in the other avoiding category. They are just going to dip in from one relationship to the next. Again, generally we're not going to attract anyone with a secure attachment because people with secure attachments are looking for that type of relationship. Um, But they will attract anxious type people because anxious type people are generally looking for the love. They're looking for the affection and they'll get drawn into a casual relationship, even though it's not really what they want. So what, is it that we can do about these things? Um, before I move on to that, actually, I'll just, just tell you the other thing that um, having a, uh, a difficult and insecure attachment style can cause in later life. Um, there's links to attachment style to lots of other conditions as uh, we go into adulthood, such as um, eating disorders, uh, triggers for bipolar disorder, personality disorders, narcissism, Um, it can lead to addictions such as uh, drugs, alcohol, uh, gambling, Um, it can lead to lots of really difficult situations in adult life because you're not getting on top of the attachment that you struggled with. And if you are not going to get on top of that attachment problem, then you are going to continue to play out this as a cycle and just lead you down the path to relationship destruction um, that you experience on probably a regular basis. Uh, when two anxious people get together, you'll probably notice the two people, couple that are always arguing all the time. Um, they like to scream and shout at each other a lot and then they make up and it's all okay. Um, but they they like a bit of chaos between them. Um, but it's their normal space. Their normal space is to be anxious with one another and therefore it, it feels like it's okay for them, even though from the outside you can see that it's massively destructive. Um, so being aware of what your attachment style is, can help you in so many areas of your life, not only in your relationships, it will stop you self sabotaging other areas of your life. It will help you to manage any other maybe disorders that you've got. Because you can put your mind at rest, you can stop playing out these cycles of behavior and over and over again and actually find what you want within yourself. Because bearing in mind, the relationship that you have with yourself is going to be deeply affected by the way that you relate as a child as well. So if you're not shown the love and affection and uh, felt encouraged and supported that your parents really didn't give you any positive feedback, that's going to have an impact on how you see yourself. Now, some people will do the opposite of what they've been taught so you'll see people you'll talk to people that you know they had a terrible childhood or they had issues in their childhood but actually what they've done their brain said to them look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go through this i'm going to do something completely differently and they don't carry uh, the issues forward in their lives so therefore they do make the best of themselves they do say you know i am i am confident somewhere along the line they've learned to manage this within themselves um but on the whole, that's, that's not the case. We carry a certain amount of self-criticism, uh, self-doubt. Um, you might even experience something like imposter syndrome uh, because you weren't able to, uh, you, do, you didn't receive positive praise. Um, when you did something, it was never seen as good enough. Um, I think maybe if you find your relationships now where you can do 100 things great, but you'll do the 101st thing and there's always a problem with it, that will generally mean that you've attracted someone into your life that fulfills your attachment style uh, because it's making you feel like you're not good enough. In another episode of the show, I'm going to talk about relationship patterns and relationship beliefs, and that falls under those categories as well. Uh, but it's going to really have affected how you see yourself. So the way that you relate to yourself is going to be quite difficult in some cases. So what would I say about attachment? I say it's, it's a fascinating topic. It explains a lot around how and why we do relationships the way that we do. As I said, I was an anxious, um, sorry, I was an avoidant type person. Well, you know, I would say I would have some tendency to have a little bit of anxiety in there as well. Yeah. Um, Because as an avoidant type person, if I was with somebody that um, would shut away, when I I would shut down in an avoidant type space, if I was with somebody that didn't then perhaps chase me or make me feel that they wanted me or that they were willing to Um, make me feel safe and secure in the relationship, then I would get a little bit of anxiety and I might start chasing them back a little bit. Excuse me. Um, So I might start chasing them back a little bit and then they would then come back towards me and then I would avoid. They would then back off a bit. I would go towards them. They would come towards me and then I'd back off a bit. And I'd go around in that cycle over and over again. But there would be a, a, you know, you don't have an avoidant type personality if you don't feel some type of anxiety, because it's the stress of being connected to somebody that's triggering your avoidant style in the first place. Um, so I spent my life dating, having relationships with mostly anxious type people. If I met someone that was secure, as I said earlier, I didn't really know what to do with a secure person. And therefore, I would start to create problems. And either I couldn't do enough to push them away because they were secure and they weren't going anywhere. So eventually, I would just finish the relationship. Or they would say, you know what, John, you're causing me far too many problems. Um, This relationship's over. Um, but it met my need. It met my need to avoid. So I didn't really, you know, although I might be upset. Um, I would even probably go into a little bit of a victim type space at that point around this relationship stuff and say, oh, look, here we go again. I'm on my own. I give everything to this relationship, but I get nothing in return and all that kind of shenanigans that um, I would talk about to myself. At the end of these relationships, we become completely unaware that I was the person that was doing this. I was the person that was bringing all this on. I was fulfilling a certain sense of uh, relationship belief, as I mentioned earlier on. Um, but my attachment style was leading me to do that over and over and over again. It was only when I became really aware of my own attachment style that I was able to change the relationships that I had. Although it did take me another a massive step in relationships to figure out what I was really doing. Um, my relationship with my dad was based on someone who has an anxious type attachment. So as I, as I said, I would be dating mostly anxious type people because the relationship I was most eager to repair or to engage with was the one with my father and then when our relationship got a lot better, I then switched over to attracting avoidant type people, which is my mum. Uh, when I ended up actually settling down in my early 40s to get married, that was with someone with an avoidant type attachment. Um, and what my brain was telling me, because I said I wasn't going to date anybody, because I'd kind of got on top of this attraction to anxious type people. Um, when I first met my wife, I thought, oh, this is different, this is nice. Um, there's no chaos, there's no real emotional outbursts, there's no problems that I, you know, that I can see on the horizon. But actually what I didn't realize is that it's because she was an avoidant and we've got two avoidant people together. Uh and therefore gradually as the relationship got so it then got further apart. Um, because we were both in a space where avoidant was our uh, preferred space. So um, although I had obviously done a lot of work on myself at that time, I did try to move towards and create a a different connection this time because of the avoidance space that we were both in. It was never actually really going to work. So I like to say that I spent my whole life dating my dad and married my mum. Um, when it comes to the attachment styles, and therefore that was never going to work out either, because we were both in this very independent space, um, both probably really wanting to have something closer and more meaningful, but unable to overcome the, the things that were going to get in the way of that. And as I said, I did try for a while, um, but when that wasn't reciprocated, didn't come back the other way. Um, Eventually, my avoidance style started to kind of try to protect me and it moved me away in a different direction as well. And therefore, the relationship just gradually moved apart. Uh, so it is very complicated. It is very, I think it's crucial, actually, to many people uh, to understand whether you're an avoidant or an anxious or a disorganized type. Because if you don't know where you're coming from, then you're never going to be able to stop where you're going to. Healthy, intimate relationship is really really key, I think, to the quality of life that you live. It's massively fulfilling. It makes you feel something that no other relationship can manifest for you. It gives you a sense of self as well as what it can offer you being with somebody else. and I often refer to the um, grant study, a 75-year study into the secret of happiness. And they concluded after 75 years that your quality of life is directly correlated to the quality of your relationships. Now, that's not just your intimate relationships, but they'll play a massive part into how happy and fulfilled you are in life is how good the qualities of the intimate relationship that you've got so i recommend that if you are struggling with relationships that you really try and understand what your attachment is and then speak to somebody or research it yourself but i would definitely try and speak to somebody who has uh, an interest a specialism really understands how these impact on your life and if you want to really have that healthy, intimate relationship that you really know that you need, that you want deep down, um, then getting this uh, sorted in your life will definitely help you to find that person that you're looking for. Thank you for listening today. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. It's very much appreciated. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.